1: Is a popular WWE guy
2: retiring? We'll talk about it. Plus, a major SmackDown star is getting back in the ring for SummerSlam. And would you like to get married near a wrestling ring? Of course you would. For Monday, June the 14th, 2021, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News.
0: Excuse me, Mr. Regal. After all that's transpired tonight, I just wanted to get your thoughts on NXT TakeOver in your house.
3: It's, um, it's been seven years since I became the GM of NXT and I've never seen so much bedlam as complete madness. I think it's time for a change.
2: That was William Regal at the closing of NXT TakeOver in your house last night. Teasing after seven years... He may be stepping down as general manager of NXT. This was met online with a massive reaction of, no, don't do it. Regal's been there for seven years. You forget that it's been seven years. He's just a part of the furniture. You're just like, he's just William Regal, the general manager of NXT. One of the most understated general managers in wrestling history. Doesn't push himself into major storylines. He's literally only there to make matches as and when need to. He's not booking himself in matches. I think he's been a great person to have around NXT, adding some gravitas when needed. And it would be a sad day to see him actually leave uh, WWE and NXT. I mean, obviously, if he goes from TV, he's a guy that's got a job with the company for life. And even Triple H said in the media call afterwards that William Regal has that job until he doesn't want it anymore. And no doubt if he was ever to leave that role and step down in a TV capacity... He would be on the WWE books for life, no doubt. A Hall of Famer at some point as well. I guess we'll find out Tuesday whether William Regal is uh, is heading up the road. We'll find out then, won't we? If you want to find out what happened last night at NXT Takeover in your house, including uh, the carnage of that incredible main event and the f- the result of who won the million dollar championship, you can check out what happened at on the Cultaholic YouTube channel right now. And a little later on today, you and I will break down the entire pay-per-view with NXT TakeOver In Your House graded.
1: A Roman, though, able to thwart
2: the
0: attack by Mysterio's son. Literally just eating the kendo sticks now. Oh, my God! Oh, the ring. I told you! Just told
3: Mysterio
1: out of the way like it was nothing. The head of the table, Roman
2: Reigns. Roman Reigns catapulting Dominic Mysterio into oblivion on SmackDown this past Friday. It has created a wonderful memeable moment and establishes Roman Reigns as an absolute monster heading into his match at Hell in a Cell with Rey Mysterio. Talking of Roman Reigns, WrestlingNews.co put out a report about his current status within WWE, and it says, quote, Vince doesn't want to portray Roman as a cowardly heel who gets his ass kicked 50% of the time. He's the guy who will carry the company for the next few years, and Vince sees him as a top priority. Protect Roman at all costs. There certainly has been a lot of protecting of Roman Reigns in that feature position. And also some consideration that he won't be a bad guy all the time either. Dave Meltzer, on Wrestling Observer Live talked about uh, Kenny Omega and uh, potential for Kenny Omega to to join the good side again. We'll talk about that in a little while. But he adds to that by saying Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega are essentially the same character in the sense they are heels who are being groomed to be the top babyface star down the line of the promotion.
0: So Sometimes you find yourself in a place you got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep walking. I just remember thinking, I just got to get through it.
1: All right, welcome back, dude. Thank you. Goodness, look at the look on Edge's face. A man possessed.
0: The window closes for me more and more every day. A man who will stop at nothing to achieve his dream. And I am, once again, the rated R superstar. If you wrote this
2: as a script for Hollywood, they'd say, it's impossible. The comeback story of Edge has been one that we have loved over the last two years. It's so unfortunate that Edge has had that comeback during the COVID era and only experienced that big crowd pop twice when really it should have been so many more times. Edge has been absent. It's been an agreed absence by him and the WWE since Wrestlemania and John Alba uh, has put out a tweet saying, reported on the LTG podcast Patreon this week, Edge is currently penciled in for the Summer Slam card as a babyface on the Smackdown side seems to give some credence to that, says John Alba. So it looks as if Edge is going to be back in time for the big show in August. This is the show that WWE are looking to make Basically, this year's WrestleMania, they are bulking it out with some big names in Las Vegas. The John Cena rumor continues to run wild over the weekend when it was brought up in conversation about what he'd be doing during the summer. And if he'd be going to Las Vegas, he was obviously very, uh, very cautious with his answer, didn't uh, didn't. Uh, didn't confirm or deny anything as he has won to do. Uh, There's a big match being set up there. A return for Edge as well would be another big marquee moment. And we know Edge has been keen to be back as a full-time member of the WWE roster. So potentially from SummerSlam onwards, we could see more of Edge on SmackDown again as well. Yes, I mentioned about Kenny Omega just a minute ago. Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer said, in time, Kenny Omega is doing this heel turn to come back and turn and be a big babyface whenever that will be in a year or whatever with kenny hurting i don't know when that will be so there is some some conversation that kenny omega needs a bit of time off so potentially when he loses the title he'll go away for a while and come back as a good guy Sheamus was speaking to Vicente Beltran about the locker room morale following WWE's recent releases. Sheamus said, the locker room is going to get on with it. I've been with this company 12 years and it's part of the business. People come and go and you get on with it. Every Monday, you go out there and you perform. I don't think the morale of the locker room is down pretty good overall it's a lot better than it has been it's a lot better than when i first started there's a lot more camaraderie there than there's ever been you have experienced lads and younger lads working together going through a pandemic and working with no live fans you talk to some legends who have come before us and they'll tell you that they wouldn't know how to perform in an environment that we're in it's a credit to everyone involved in the last 15 months keeping the company going and keeping the people entertained Sunil Singh, who faced Grayson Waller on 205 Live this past week, is out of action. He suffered an injury during that match, Uh, Singh said on Twitter. Unfortunately, I dislocated my right shoulder mid-match this week. My pride, my heart and passion did not let me quit. I immediately thought of my son and continued to gut it out and finish the match. I gave it my all, down but never out. Much love to Scotty Too Hottie for being a great brother and being by my side at er we send our best to sunil singh and hope for a speedy recovery (coughs) aew seem interested in braun Strowman. they were there was a conversation on tmz sports with mark henry who says that braun is super high on my list it's not an all mark henry decision but there's always interest on both sides Hopefully, by the time he's allowed to wrestle in August, I think the middle of August, then we can have a serious conversation about contractual things of that nature. But right now, there's interest on both sides. I love that dude. If Adam Sher does make the switch, you'll have to go by a different name because WWE holds the rights to Braun Strowman. But it's a small sacrifice for fans who want to see him back out there. And if you watched Impact Wrestling's Against All Odds on Saturday, you'll have enjoyed a cracker of a main event. Kenny Omega defending the Impact World title against Moose at AEW's Daily's Place in Jacksonville. I was intrigued as to how this all went down. Fightful Selective told us that the main event was filmed last weekend at the AEW Dynamite tapings. Now, the report added several Impact wrestlers didn't even know the title match was filmed at all. It was kept very close to the chest. You may notice from that match that there was no fans present. There was a select number of what seems like wrestlers who were there, but the result of the match, obviously, because it's taped, kept very close to the chest, and they put on a great match. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you joining Impact Plus and checking it out. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that Kane has, has done this to this sacred ceremony. He's ruined it. Kane came right. Look at him. Oh! Kane destroyed this, this winning chapel. By the power vested in me, by the state of Connecticut, Lana,
0: Bobby, I have my... What?! King!
3: It's <laughs> really sad! He's crashing the wedding! All right, ladies
2: and gentlemen, I'd like to present the bride and groom with the ceremonial first dance of the evening. I present Mr. and Mrs. Moncho.
1: Get them out here on the floor. Come on, folks. Here they are. Your new bride and groom.
2: Wrestling and weddings. They always go well together. They always end well. Well, how about a wrestling wedding that will end well? This caught my eye over the weekend. Uh, How about a wedding themed around the world of wrestling? To tell us more about that is the man behind wrestling weddings, Mark Adams. How you doing, Mark?
3: Hello, Tom. I'm well, thank you.
2: Now, this caught my eye. A beautiful banner advertising wrestling weddings. Weddings. So, where did this idea come from?
3: Okay, so I've been a wrestling ring announcer on the British wrestling scene for over 10 years. I uh, started in the very, very early days of Fight Club Pro and I was their first ring announcer. But I've been all over the country for various promotions, including PCW and Lucha Forever. And um, I love wrestling. But my day job, I'm a celebrant. I'm a humanist celebrant who does non-religious weddings for anyone and everyone. I also do funerals and naming ceremonies too. And um, why not combine the two, I say? If somebody
2: was to book a wrestling wedding, what did they get? How's that go down? How is this all being planned out in your head then, Mark?
3: I'm working with Stephen Flutter from PCW because he's got the ring, he's got the wrestlers, but I'm the celebrant that is also a ring announcer. So you have a wrestling show, And I'm the ring announcer. And then you get married by the ring announcer. What's been the
2: reaction to
3: this pretty wonderfully far out idea so far? Nothing but shock or and um, generally people seem to love it. We did make a little bit of a mistake. We launched it on the 1st of April. We didn't think about it, but absolutely this is not a joke. This is clearly a niche for... People who like wrestling and people who are getting married and people who partner won't kill them for suggesting it, but we, we, yeah, we shouldn't have launched it on the first. <laughs> of April.
2: Taking a look at some of the stuff that you are offering. Like you say, it's, it's a, it's, it's a full ring and it's wrestlers available as well. A wrestling championship at the end of it in one of the packages. So are the, are the people who get married with this wrestling theme wedding, are they getting a belt as well?
3: As part of a humanist ceremony, I make your ceremony unique regardless. Obviously, A wrestling wedding is particularly unique, but I do things like hand fastings, which I tie a knot over the couple's hand and then they pull their hands out and it forms a infinity symbol in the centre. And I've had my couples put those in glass tubes and put them on the mantelpiece, that kind of thing. Mementos of your day. And, you know, the hand fasting knot is gorgeous for a normal couple. But if you're not normal and you're cooler than that and you want a wrestling wedding why wouldn't you want a championship belt with your names on and the date you got married and all that kind of thing? That's a hell of a memento.
2: Wrestling and weddings have gone hand in hand for so long. Like, we do love a WWE wedding because we? they're always normally, well, we do and we don't. Like, they are, they're they're, called, they're kind of a trope of the wrestling world to have these events that no doubt end in disaster. Obviously, theirs won't. People's getting married through wrestling weddings, lest we point out. Do you have a favourite wrestling wedding angle, Mark, from the history
3: of the business? So I did think about this, and there's been some wretched wedding angles, some really (laughs) offensive (laughs) tats, some horrible, horrible, cruel storylines. Like, you know, Kane and Lita. Lita was treated like she was a belt. She was like a possession. That was horrific. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon was crucified to marry The Undertaker. I mean...
2: Lest we, for- lest we forget the drive through wedding about seven months later with Triple H. She's had bad luck at the older, hasn't she, Stephanie
3: McMahon? <laughs> Billy and Chuck could have been something really well done. It could have been something that made a difference. It could have been something that was inclusive. It could have been something that fought against homophobia. And it ended up being... Repulsive. As a gay man, I was just like, "Oh, you were so close," and then you so did that. close. <laughs> and another one, Goldust and Aksana. That could have been really lovely—a story about love and how the the relationship bloomed from necessity. And then they made a right hash of that as well. So the only one I can think of that I even remotely don't hate. It's Matcham man and Elizabeth. And that's the ultimate
2: one, isn't it? The match made in heaven from SummerSlam and the music video and all the pomp and circumstance around it. And uh, it was just a gorgeous moment. And Jake the Snake giving them a snake as a wedding gift. I thought that was lovely. What a lovely thing for Jake the
3: Snake Roberts to do. I mean, yeah, that wasn't the time when the snake just bit him and it was really graphic was it was that a few weeks later no
2: that was that was a different time right, yeah, that's fine because that i might
3: have to withdraw this one... my choice if it was that one because no
2: it's the thing is that bit at the end when they are when they're at the wedding reception was uh one of those uh, much lauded coliseum home video exclusives where on the video you'd watch the reception do and then like you just see one of the boxes open and a snake came out of it yeah and i was like oh that's a quite interesting story development but the wedding itself was beautiful good it was perfect very much like the wrestling weddings that you will be the celebrant of where can people go to find out more maybe even to book themselves some nuptials of the grappling kind where can they go mark
3: well you know i don't just do wrestling weddings if you're a wrestling fan who wants a non-religious, completely bespoke wedding that's created for you. I can do that without wrestling. I'm not just doing wrestling weddings. And um, if you want to find me on social media, I'm at MarkAdamsHC on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook. Just search for Mark Adams Humanist Celebrants. With regards to wrestling weddings, you can... Find PCW on Twitter at PCW underscore UK. And you can search for Wrestling Weddings on Facebook as well.
2: On the Cultaholic podcast feed this week, another episode of Desert Island Graps is waiting for you. Yesterday, I was in conversation with Christian Harloff formerly of Collider, now of the Schmodown Entertainment Network and a former WWE writer. He talks about his time in WWE and all the stuff he's got going on, as well as picking three wrestling matches that he would watch on a desert island. It's an all new Desert Island Graps, which is waiting for you on the podcast feed right now. On Wednesday, I'm in conversation with Luke Hawkes, who you may have seen on NWA Power and you may have seen him getting an adamantium claw through his face from Hugh Jackman in the movie Logan. We chat about work as a stuntman, work as a wrestler. He's one of the busiest men in wrestling, so I'm, I'm honoured that he gave me an hour of his time to talk all about it. You'll hear that on Wednesday. The Cultaholic Classic Raw review, uh, still on a break, a little mid-season break. Justin Henry's taking some time off this week. I had some time off last week, so we didn't catch each other. So we're back next week, as promised. The The podcast is returning to a normal schedule next week I promise twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic since he's back on the books I guess Monday Funday is back with Andrew Hodkinson as well and I've forgiven him for his infractions and I hope that you will as well check out twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic with Andrew a little bit later on today and do you fancy testing your wrestling metal your wrestling know-how right now you can do so uh, on our website where you can take the quiz to see if you can name all the wrestlers who appeared at ECW One Night Stand 2006. Good luck with that. It's over at Cultaholic.com, along with the latest wrestling news throughout the day. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.